Welcome to episode 70 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 7. We are one spirit, one soul, and together we are creating a library of stories and life lessons. I am your host Hamida and I want to bring you stories because stories matter, stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. I want to welcome you again to this last episode of season 7. This I do with complete gratitude. Gratitude to all you listeners. Gratitude to the monthly subscribers and sponsors who are financially supporting the creation of this podcast. And most of all, gratitude to all 70 wonderful guests who have shared of their time, their stories, and their life lessons. As our guest says in our discussion today, Shukran. It takes a village, and you are Sharing Life Lessons Village. So thank you. I also want to share some very exciting news. I had announced at the beginning of the season that my next goal was to cross 10,000 downloads. Well, we achieved this on August 25th. Yet another thing to be thankful to my listeners and also a big sense of shukrana slash gratitude to my production assistant, The Universe. I want to start today's episode with a quote that's very relevant to what you're about to hear. The author of this beautiful quote is unknown and it says, It's okay to build character and lose your reputation. Your character is who you are and your reputation is what others think you are. Stop trying to control the different versions of you that exist in people's mind and focus on holding vibrational alignment with who you are. Since we've had three guests from India for the season, I am delighted to end this season with a very special guest from India. He is the founder of a company called Subayam Connect, which if translated means connecting with yourself. For those who may not know this, G after the name of a person you're talking to is a sign of respect. There is so much we have covered in this interview that I want to quickly get you there. So everyone, please join me in welcoming our guest for today, Praveen Gambhir. Praveen, welcome to Sharing Life Lessons. It is wonderful to have you as a guest on the show. I am so delighted. For the listeners, I want to tell you how Praveenji and I met. He designed a workshop and he's now executing the pilot project in North America. It is called Personal Mastery. I am participating in it. It's a nine-week workshop and it's every Saturday. I asked Praveen to be a guest on the show and he graciously accepted. So thank you. Thank you, Amidaji. It is such an honor and such a privilege to be able to connect with you on such a wonderful platform. Your honor is mine. I want to ask you to please start us off by telling us something about yourself. So as you've already introduced, currently, professionally, I am a founder of a company called Swayam Connect. The vision is very simple. We want to spread peace, love and joy across people, across humanity. Um, that was definitely not my purpose when I started my career. So professionally, I've done uh, 10 years. I've worked with corporates, started few businesses, been into business coaching. I've helped many businesses grow from a startup to a scale-up and from a scale-up to even soaring heights. Right now, I'm in that phase of life that I'm just enjoying the grace of God and whatever inspirations I receive, whatever intuitions I get, I try to follow them 
I try not to nudge with life too much. And the way the flow takes me, I'm just doing that. Uh, on family front, I stay with my mother. I'm blessed to be in grace of my elders. I'm married for the last 12 years to Neha. And I have two sons. And it's great learning from them. The under one is 10 years old and the younger one is 4 years. So that's about me. That's what is happening in life. Those are such lovely ages. I miss those ages. Mine are more grown up than that. Thank you for that information, Praveen. I can't wait to hear your story. I know what it is about, but I don't exactly know what it is. And I am very, very curious. So do tell us your story. Stories, I think that's what really inspired me to be here, Amitaji, because it's a platform of sharing life stories. Mm -hmm. And mine goes back 1983. Okay, and one of the best days of my life that I remember. In the first five years, okay, me along with my two elder sisters, my parents used to stay in a very small apartment. Okay, it, you can't even call it an apartment, it was just one room. In fact, to tell you the reality, it was my dad's shop. Those were the days it was difficult to pay rent for an apartment and also pay to the shop. So they decided to make a living space within the shop. The 100 square feet ahead would be his shop and 150 square foot would be my mom's house. And they lived there for five years along with three of us kids. And that's where the story began with the simple fact that the only memory that me and both my sisters have of those times is of gratitude. In Hindi, what we call as Shukrana. If I imagine myself today to, you know, live in that kind of a space, uh, I know there will be a lot of complaints. I'll be cribbing about so many things. But today when I look back those five years of my life, I know gratitude from them. They're just so grateful about that whole situation. I mean, they always remember the kind of fun that we have, the kind of joy that we shared in that small place. So that's where the story started, I think, uh, with such blessed parents who have always seen goodness in everything, who have always seen the brighter side of everything. And that's what made me this kind of a person. Although I remember that this huge transformation within me happened oh, when I was at the peak of my career, like I shared in my introduction, for 10 years I'd worked with corporates. There's a story inside a story I would like to share. Absolutely, so, please go ahead. So in Hindi, we always say, Kar ho It is, if you do good for others, good will happen to you. So for me, I never had a plan to get into any job. My father owned a business and the whole plan was that as soon as I complete my education, I'll join his business. That's a very common practice in India. What kind of a business was it, Prabhinji? My father owned a business of auto parts mm -hmm. uh, for transport vehicles. My first toy that I remember was a hammer that he used to use in his workshop. And that's how I imagined my entire life to be with that hammer and the chisel working and repairing parts and tan, 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 that sound that the hammers make. That's all what I imagined my life to be, okay? And this one fine day we complete our graduation, I see an advertisement, a classified advertisement of a job from a company called Wipro, which is a very reputed IT brand in India. And we come from, I won't say it's a small village, it's a small town. You can put it as a type B city called Nasik. So, so we don't get such ID opportunities over here. So I called up my friend. I know 
he is looking for an IT job. I said, Jetan, this is a wonderful opportunity. I think you must go there. And he said, thanks. But on the day of the interview, this guy calls me and says, Ravin, I am very nervous to go. Can you come along with me for the interview? I have made a resume for you as well. I said, okay, I don't mind. I'll come. Mm-hmm. A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> so I went there. Because he had a pressure of joining the job. And I had no pressure because I did not want it to a job. My interview went so well, I got selected and he did not. And that's how I ended up working 10 years in conference. And that is what you mean by Karbala to Hobala. <laughs> I never him, but you got it in return. Exactly. It happened. It happened for me. And it was not just those 10 years, Hamida Ji. The reason why I'm able to do my work today in North America is because the universe had planned this for me. I was meant to work on this pathway, I believe. Because in 2004, my first job was in a business process outsourcing unit. And our client was Dell. I used to deal with home users of Dell computers. People would call us for troubleshooting their computers. We would help them open up the entire computer or maybe fix their software. Three years that I worked with North America majorly through various clients. I think that was the training that I caught. Mm-hmm. to be able to do the work that I'm doing today. Okay. So, so universe has its own way of pushing you in the direction that it wants you to. Yep. So after 10 years of corporate career, I thought it's time for me to get back into my own business. So I started businesses, a couple of them failed. The third one really was going great. But suddenly we had a situation in the family. My father passed away. And the scenario was like his business needed to be taken care of for some years at least. So I had to close down my business. And I think that was the time when I realized that Pranay, you have worked with corporate, you have worked in various businesses. And it was all about earning huge money. Wherever I would get an opportunity, I was never a kind of person who will shy away from hard work, who will shy away from learning new things. So I always got success. Uh, In fact, just because of those two attributes of being open to learning and not shying away from hard work, I got eight promotions in my 10 years of corporate career. So growth was always there. But 2015, I started realizing, Pravin, there's something more to life than just earning money. By then, it was established for me that whatever work I do, I know I'll do good. It might take me a few months or a year or a couple of years to settle down. But as long as I'm open to learn the new fraternity or the new industry that I'm entering into and I'm ready to put in the amount of work, results will happen. So that fear never came into me, okay? By God's grace, my wife also keeps telling me the only thing that I fear is that you are a person with no fears. (laughs) But I want to ask you, do you think because you are a person with no fear, do you take on risks in life? that others would not? Yes, I, I would like to think it that way. In fact, that is one of the reasons why I could uh, do so many things. See, Hamida, I'm 38. I've already been bankrupt twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've already seen the highs and the lows in a way. And it just doesn't shake me off. And I wish that happens to everyone that we realize that is one of the things that I'm trying to do through my work at Swayam Connect. When we realize that within us, we have the power, we have all that is needed to stand up again 
and keep going. I love that. Nobody dies of a failure. Nobody dies of a oh, failure. You, you, I love that. <laughs> Nobody dies of a failure. In fact, if anything, you live even a better life because you're learning from that failure. When you say that I have goosebumps right now telling me that you just live more out of your failures. You learn so much out of them. You become a stronger person. You become a better person. Today, if I have to go back and correct even a single thing out of whatever my life has been, I'll just not change anything about my life because that has made me where I am today. So yeah, but I think 2015 when father was not there and that me created a huge void and that really was the time when I started looking within me that I've seen difficult times, I've seen great times. What next? Do I want to continue working for my Russian? By Rashtan, what I mean is, you know, just making a living. Mm-hmm. Or do I want to really live a life of passion? And that, I think, was the first place where the shift started happening. And I started connecting to what am I good at. I have worked in BPOs. I have worked with technical call centers. I have worked with business research. I have sold insurance. I have managed team. I have run a real estate company, a marketing company. What makes? This is all for making money. Where am I headed with all this? And I think that was a time uh, when I got a simple answer that one thing that I'm good at is helping people connect to themselves. Mm-hmm. To come to that answer, it took me months and months of introspection. Luckily, on one fine day, I realized it, that one thing that I really love to do is help people connect with themselves. And then when I went back to my entire life, that was one of the reasons why I was so successful. At the age of 23, I was managing a team of 36 people. Mm. And people who are more experienced, people who have more education than me. The only reason why I could uh, leave them was I would just inspire them to be the best version of who they can be. So once I realized that I made that as that this is what I would love to do. I would do whatever it takes. And I'll make this as my profession. And that's how I got into business coaching. I joined a training program with a well-established company in my town. And by the end of the program, the chairman over there offered me to be a director with them. He said, we would love to have somebody who's so passionate like you about human transformation because I see that in you. So why don't you join? And I think that was a huge blessing. I got to learn a lot with that company. In three and a half years, we saw 400% growth. From one town, we moved to five different towns, helping businesses grow, startups, housewives who would start their own business, take it to next level, students who were doing startups. So we were part of that journey. A second generation, when they enter into business, the kind of friction the first generation and the second generation has, we were coaching them, all going excellently well. But life has its own ways of whenever you think you have sorted everything out, everything is going great. And that is the time when life will turn the new page and something new happens. And I started feeling that void within me, Hamidaji, that I know I am helping people, but I am just inspiring them to earn more money. Uh-huh. That's all I'm doing. Obviously, that is one very important aspect of life. To be able to survive in today's world, you need uh, a good amount of money. But if earning money becomes your only purpose, we were growing, things were absolutely great. 
but I could sense it within me that I'm not enjoying this. This is not who I am. And again, that search started within me. I started reading books on purpose of life. Thankfully, that was a time I got one guru in my life known as Sadhguru, Jaggi Vasudev. I learned so much from him. I was traveling to different places, connecting more with spirituality, connecting more with yoga. I had spent time in Himalayas. I had spent time in Ashram. And eventually, somehow, the universe saw my hunger of finding my life purpose. And one fine day, I, I remember that precise moment. I can remember everything about that particular moment. I was sitting in my office. I just had my coffee. Uh, I was watching a video. I was about to get into a staff meeting. The staff was still gathering around. And I remember the smell. I remember everything about that room so precisely. And that was a moment I realized that this is just one thing, but it has three aspects that I want to do. I just want to spread peace, love, and joy in people. Because that's who I have been always, okay? I have been full of joy, full of love. Peace did not come to me naturally. I had to work on it. I worked a lot on it. And today I am happy that most of the time I'm peaceful in life. That moment, Hamidaji, I realized that this is all what I wanted. I want to clarify. So you're saying you were sitting at your desk and there is this light bulb that went on. So I was watching one of my uh, Sadhguru's video, mm -hmm. which was like a daily routine that would just set the right tone for me. So I had watched that video many times. But that moment, I think I was ready. The hunger was there. Maybe the faith was there. Mm -hmm. I, I am ready to do whatever it takes to be able to walk on my purpose. So please show me my purpose. What is it that I really want to do? I got into that stage that I was telling my wife, you never know I'm going to run away from this whole thing and go into Himalayas for a few years. You might not be able to see me. That's the kind of void I was feeling. And I'm almost like running the whole company. Everything is going great, but that's what I'm feeling within. I, I want to ask you this again, only because there are so many people out there who during the time of COVID have had the chance to reflect and are also maybe feeling that void. And so I understand you said you searched, you soul searched, you introspected, you read books, you had a mentor or a guru. But this love, peace and joy was something that struck to you that day when you were just looking at this video and then all of a sudden, poof, it was that. This is what I need to do in life. What I'm trying to get to is you must have been focusing all the time on I need to find this one thing and you must be open to your intuitions and messages that were coming from the universe to have had that moment. Is it okay if I share something more in detail about this because <laughs> later on it became clear how the process works until then I was not clear yeah. but today one of the work that Swayam Connect or Personal Mastery does is to help people find their one thing one purpose of life so how it will happen is not up to us it might happen you're just walking you see a magazine stand and something clicks to you you're staring at something completely else and something else trucks to you and that is your eureka moment and you realize wow this is there the only way one can be ready what you were coming to it is that i was ready to receive that mm. message okay so universe will 
tell you in a very subtle way. I always tell my kids that my experience with the universe is like a parent. Everything we would tell our children gently. Please don't do this, Baba. Okay, please don't do it. In a very gentle way. If they don't listen, then the next thing is you shout. I'm telling you not to do this. And the third thing, if they still don't listen, you're going to fold on to them and you're going to put them into a place that they are not able to do that. That's exactly what the universe has done to me so many times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> In a very subtle way, it gives me a signal, Pravid, this is not the way you want to go. Okay, this is not the right way. So it will nudge me just to go into the right direction. I don't listen because I'm too occupied with my own mind. Mm-hmm. And then it will shout at me. And then there are times when it will kick me in my back and just throw me from one place to another <laughs> so that I'm not doing. So what I want to come to is, Hamida Ji, that once you are ready, okay, once that hunger is there, once you are ready to go beyond how the masses are making you look at life, mm-hmm. how our education has designed us to look at life, how maybe the society has designed us to look at life, is all about getting educated, selling your education to, to earn money. I always say that we sell our education, we sell our degrees. You will go to a corporate, see I've got this degree, how much are you ready to pay me against this degree? The way our mind functions is, the other day in one of my trainings I was saying that something happens, we look at things, we perceive them in a way and we make a structure that this is how family is to be. We will look at people, we will look at education and our mind makes a structure. Okay, this is how education has to be. This is how finances have to be dealt with. This is how you're supposed to work. This is how you're supposed to behave. Okay, all these structures are being made in your mind. Because mind is trying to navigate through this life. I wish everybody comes to a place sooner that we realize the structures are not reality. We just made it up. In some part of our life, we made up that reality. We thought that's the right way. And believe me, each one of us feels that it is not going the right way. The structures that I've made, they're not working for me. Something within me feels empty. A lot of us feel that. But we don't find the courage to actually ask ourselves, what is that emptiness all about? What do I really want? Which structure is stopping me from living a life that I really want to? When you start seeking that truth and when that fire happens, what is it that is going to make me happier, more satisfied? What is it that void is all about? That's where we start seeking. I wish that happens to everyone, that the structures we have made, they're just set of beliefs. And most of our beliefs are made at a younger age. So most of the subconscious mind beliefs generally made from age 0 to 20. And we are just living a life out of those beliefs that a teenager had made. See, for this, we need to just always be aware that all this religion, countries, states, education, corporates, business, all this structure is made by humans. We were born in caves. We were born in jungles. We were born in nature. And we saw that the only way to survive is to stick together and to help each other. And the kind of problems and issues people kept facing our ancestors, they tried to make some structures to make life work. It has taken thousands and thousands of years for us to come to this place where we have managed life so beautifully that our first biggest aspect of life is to be alive. 
not to die today. Thank God, most of the population is not going through life-threatening situation in their entire life. Yeah. Because that was the reality of back then. From there, we have uh, the societies, the religion, the family as a even family as a structure is made by us. Universe is not giving you family as a structure that we have to live together. Okay, our husband wife is a structure that is made by humans so that it works. So my only invitation that time to myself and to everybody who listens to this is: do not fall prey to structures. Ask yourself, is this structure working for me? Being able to make a living is a structure. Do you want to make a living? What kind of a lifestyle do you want? Living in a house is a structure that you made for yourself to keep yourself safe and provide some luxury. Is it working for me? Is my marriage as a structure working for me? If not, then what will it take to make the structure work? Okay, these structures are not bad. They have been made over the years, years and years, thousands of years of evolution has brought us to such a wonderful place. Even internet technology is a structure to help us connect. But what am I doing with it? Am I just wasting my time on social media, mm-hmm. or am I using the structures to somehow evolve my life, to feel better about my life, somehow enjoy my life? I think that is what brought me here. I was not enjoying just making money, although I was helping people. And whenever you are ready, Hamida ji, I think it comes to you. In India, we always have this saying traditionally in yogic culture that whenever the student is ready, the master will appear. I love that saying, Pravin ji. I am going to take that as life lesson number one. When you say, "Don't fall prey to these structures. Don't follow them blindly. Ask yourself, is this structure working for me?" That is an amazing life lesson. Can you please give us more life lessons that you've learned along the way? Because You had so many experiences, and there may be so many life lessons you've learned. Few of them that that are very important for me is spend some time with yourself out of these structures. It's very important that you spend time with nature. Nature is where we came from originally. That's the original source. So spend time with nature. Reflect upon yourself. What is really important for you? Once you find it. Once you find your answer, it might not be a very big thing, but it is something that you feel it's important for you at this part of life. Another life lesson that I learned, Hamdaj, I wish happens to everyone. We use a lot of tools in our outer world, like you and I are talking to each other. You have a headphone, you have a mic, I have a laptop, camera. All these are tools. Otherwise, it was impossible for me to be able to communicate from India to US, right? Mm-hmm. So we use a lot of external tools. to make our life simpler similarly there are a lot of tools and technology to make inner transformation happen if i don't have peace if i am not feeling the love if i am not feeling the joy the answers are not outside if i use the right guidance the right support the right environment the right tools i can make those transformation within me and i can say that because i was not the person the way i am today It's only by using yoga as a tool, meditation as a tool, journaling, reading, connecting to the right kind of people, maintaining my energy space. So many things I keep using, so that there is my inner space is also managed. 
how much time do you spend on these tools every day? Because here's the question that people are going to have in their heads. I have a family. I have children. I have work. I have parents. I have my religion. I have my volunteering. And there are only 24 hours in a day. Everything about our life can help us grow spiritually. One last advice that I would like to say is being able to practice one thing. And like you said, I have family. If you really want this family to function, it's important that we are completely focused when we are there with the family. You have a job. It's very important that my light of my focus, okay, stays on my job for those eight hours as long as I'm there. Imagine focus as being a light bulb. It is put right on your forehead. Imagine there is a bulb put on your forehead. So the best spiritual practice that each one can have, no need to find out any additional time. Just ensure that light is there where you are right now. What happens is our focus shifts way too much throughout the day. It is just wandering here and there. So the best spiritual practice, no need to take out any additional time. You're eating right now, ensure your focus. It will tend to move, but you have to practice bringing it back in now. Just bring your focus in whatever you're doing right now. You will see suddenly all these structures, your job, your family, your community, your friends, your religion, your services that you do, everything will start flourishing. Not in terms of growth, but within you, everything will start flourishing if you can just bring in that focus of light on that one area at a time. Sometimes it's not uh, like it comes naturally to me also always, but I've practiced it. A lot of things don't come to us naturally. We could not walk naturally, right? We practiced it. We could not ride a bicycle. We practiced it. We fell. We stood up, we practiced. We could not pronounce English in one go. Any language to that matter. Mm -hmm. We practiced it. We practiced it. We practiced it. Practiced it. So only one practice. Having that focus, focused in your now. And that doesn't require you to go away, take out time from your regular routine. In fact, that will just make you more efficient. Mm -hmm. It will just make you more involved. It will just make you happier. And if you see clearly, with that entire focus in that one area of life, let's say if it is a job, you're completely focused, only then you'll realize it's not working for me. Mm. And that would be a great way to think of doing something else. But first, it is important to bring your entire focus over here. That's a beautiful way to end this interview. I am asking the listeners to consider this a call to action. Take this away as homework. If you can start focusing on what you are doing at the moment, hopefully the answers will just come by. And by the way, I do want to let the listeners know that Pravinji is going to have a second batch of personal mastery. If any of the listeners would like to join it, it's a nine-week, every Saturday program. The contact information will be on the show notes. You will have to let them know that you are coming through Sharing Life Lessons because right now, participation is by reference only. Is that right, Pravinji? Yes, we are not charging anything for this program as of now. It is coming as a, a service from us. Although it requires a lot of involvement, there's a lot of time commitment for it. So we want to keep it that way that people come through some known reference. 
anybody who comes from the reference of our particular episode or sharing life lessons as a platform would be honored to work with them. Thank you, Praveenji. That was a great conversation. Thank you for your story. Thank you for the life lessons. And it was an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Hamidaji. I'm so honored and so privileged to be here to be able to share all this. I hope it helps the listeners and they make the most out of it. Listeners, I've really enjoyed talking to Praveenji and I hope you enjoyed listening to us too. Without further ado, here are my key takeaways from this dialogue. One, structures are man-made, whether they are structures of religion, communities, families, society, education, jobs, services. Do not fall prey to structures. Before adopting a structure, ask yourself, is this structure working for me? Also ask yourself, which structure is stopping me from living a life that I really want to? And to this accord, I would like to reread the quote that I read right in the beginning so that you can get the relevance. It says, it's okay to build character and lose your reputation. Your character is who you are and your reputation is what others think you are. Stop trying to control the different versions of you that exist in people's mind and focus on holding vibrational alignment with who you are. Two, spend some time with yourself. It is very important that you spend time with nature because that is where we have all come from. I personally listen to Abraham Hicks' teachings on the law of attraction and they say, go out in nature and appreciate everything you see because it will put you in a happy place, which in turn will raise your vibration so you can attract more happiness. Try it. It works. Even if you go out for a few minutes every day and say things like, you are my favorite plant, or hey flower, I love your colors, or dear son, I am so thankful for your sunshine. It is that simple. Three, once you find your one thing, have the courage to live it. Four, focus on the now, whatever it is you're doing at the current time. Focus on it completely. If it is eating dinner with the family, focus. Eight hours at work, focus. You will see if you can start focusing, then you will flourish from within. It may not come naturally at first, but practice it, practice it, practice it till you can focus on demand. And finally, remember, nobody dies of failure. This brings us to the end of not only this episode, but also this season. So I will take your leave for three weeks. I will bring you the first episode of season eight on September 22nd. I have a super amazing guest for you to start us off. I can't reveal the name today because I have still not interviewed him, but it will be an episode worth tuning into. Until then, I hope you will catch up on episodes you may have missed. So listeners, see you again on Wednesday, September 22nd with the first episode of Season 8. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well.